0: October 19th, 1926. It's been six hours since June left. Six hours since... Was this... Were we... ...always doomed? (laughs) We terrorized each other as children. Fought incessantly about everything. There was the time I slammed the door to our room to escape June's pestering. I had a tear in my petticoat and she wouldn't let up, and I I didn't know her fingers were in the way, honest. She bawled for hours, refused to speak to me for a month. I felt awful, but I don't know if she knew that. And now it's, it's, it's just more of the same, like when we were kids. The world was just a different place to her. The path to everything she wanted laid out ahead, but... Not for me. It all comes back to Tim. June doesn't know I have this. Tim's pocket watch. Officers delivered it to the house while she was out. The war office had already turned over Tim's other effects. We assumed the watch was lost with him. Instead of giving it back to June, I... I stashed it away. She'd already been through so much. His death shattered her. I spent years working to set her right, and... And it's all undone in a matter of days. The bond we've built severed. <laughs> she has no right to come back and do this to us. To her. June expects to return home to an empty house. I will make certain it is. I found that old pamphlet from when the spiritualists came through town. It must have been four years ago. I I didn't think much of it at the time. I honestly don't know why I kept the thing. But, but it has a phone number on the back for their camp down in Casadega. My hoarding's finally proven useful. Now I'm just waiting on a call back, so I... Oh, that must be her. Hello, Miss Turner? Oh, hello, Mr. Holden. I'm not used to hearing from you quite so early. Wait, wait, wait. Oh, a raid? Uh, crap, you tipped them off. Of course I don't know. I don't rub elbows with copper. Do you think it was that dark-headed fellow who came in last week? He was a bo- Yes. Understood. I, I can lay low for, for a few days. It's not like I have anywhere else to be anyway. Keep me in the loop, Okay. Miss Turner. Sure, Harriet. Yes, this is Lenora Bowen. I called about a column you had written in the Guiding Light. No, I. Uh, I'm doing a story for the North Florida Gazette on spiritual activity in Saint Augustine. Uh, right. We're a recent publication; must not have made it that far south. Anyway, uh, in your article, you wrote about spirits lingering among the living, unable to. Ascend to the next spiritual plane. Suppose someone had one of these spirits in their home. How might they encourage them to move along? Mm Mm-hmm. Yes, I understand. It got cut off, but I finished my conversation with Harriet Turner earlier. She's one of the spiritualists in Casadega. I thought if anyone could help with my uh, problem, it'd be them. She said they're not generally concerned with the removal of spirits. Suggested I speak to a priest, if that's my goal. (laughs) I've never been much for religion. Then again, I never really believed in ghosts, either. Here we are. Still, I don't exactly have time to make right with the Lord. I'll try their way. Communication. Harriet said spirits aren't meant to linger on this plane, so Tim being here means there's something he's trying to say. And it makes sense. He always was a talker. According to Harriet, I just need to make contact. Here's the real rub from our talk. Harriet suggested that being able to hear the dead, let alone see a spirit, uh, indicates an affinity for the spiritual. She thinks I'm some kind of medium, says people are born with it. But if that's true, why now? My ten. What is oh, no, 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 no. no. October 20th, 1926. I saw Tim again last night. Back in June's bedroom. This time was different though. Worse. Tim's appearances have been Unsettling. But he's never... He's never been like this. When I came into the room... Have you ever tried to keep a candle lit in a breeze? You, you shield it from the wind, but the flame sort of... lurches back and forth, flashing angrily, clutching at the wick. Desperate, and then it vanishes in a whiff of smoke. Tim didn't vanish. Instead, each time he'd flash it, it looked painful. Can spirits feel pain? And the room, it, it was like Tim's rage was disrupting the laws of nature. If that's what you'd call it, the, the bureau mirror cracked, a book flew out an open window, the bedside table overturned, shattering the lamp that June inherited from grandmother it. I think he's reacting to June being a I don't know to what extent Tim is aware, but I think he's able to sense June in the same way that she can sense him. But his reaction is the opposite. Without her here, it's thrown him into disarray. As I entered the bedroom, Tim seemed to calm a measure. He never acknowledged me, but he appeared more. Stable. More like himself. Less. Flickery. But when I made to leave, he'd start up again. Angry and wavering. As long as I was there, he was quiet. It's like he didn't want to be alone. After some time being held hostage by my own dead brother-in-law, I sat down on the bed just to collect myself and think. Tim sat down next to me. I leapt up in shock, but that only set him off again. I relented, sat back down. I worked up the courage to try to speak to him directly. There is no response. (laughs) He can't hear me. He reacted to my actions, but not to me. Then it dawned on me. (laughs) This isn't about me at all. (laughs) To whatever extent he's aware, he knows June's gone. I'm just a stand in for a dead man's bride. <laughs> I saw them the other night. I knew what Tim was waiting for. I crawled into the bed. There. Bed. And laid there. right version of his vow I thought sleep would never come every breath was I'm one of these lousy things. (laughs) June was always scared of spirit boards. I think they're nonsense. (laughs) Although I guess I'm knee-deep in nonsense already. (laughs) So why not? Harriet said spirit boards can channel a medium's abilities, help to make contact. It's meant to work better the more participants are present. Seeing as I'm working with a limited resource, I'll have to make do on my own. I followed the rest of her instructions. Windows are blacked out. Candles are lit around the room. Fingers on the planchette. It's like a proper ghost show in here. Well, I suppose there's nothing left but to start. Tim. Tim, this is Lenora. Are you there? I'd like to talk to you. Tim, I know you're here. I need to speak with you. I need to know why you're here. What you want. Please, Tim. I'm trying to understand. I know you would never want to hurt... to hurt June. Whatever it is you're here for, whatever it is you want, I will help you, but but you can't stay. You can't keep doing this. We've moved on. You need to as well. Tim, if you can hear me, say something. Give me some kind of a sign that you're listening. Tim. What's moving? Tim, is that you? October 21st, 1926. I'm moving on to hypnosis. I'll admit, this makes me nervous. Spirit boards are one thing, a silly game for children, but this. I don't like the idea of not being in control of myself. Supposedly, mediums can channel spirits to speak through the living. The hypnotized person becomes a vessel. Glorified radio for ghosts. Ew. Self-hypnosis is easy enough. You just need someone to ask the questions. I've had to improvise. I've recorded myself asking a series of questions. I'll play it back on June's phonograph and hopefully capture anything I say while hypnotized on Tim's dictaphone. Not ideal, but rather clever of me, I think. Nothing. Lenora, start the metronome. Focus on the metronome. Lenora, relax your thoughts and repeat after me. Ten. I am relaxing. I am relaxing. Nine. I am relaxing. I am relaxing. Eight. I am relaxing. I am relaxing. Seven. I am relaxing. I am relaxing. Six. I am relaxing. I am relaxing. Five. I am relaxing. I am relaxing. Four. I am relaxing. I am relaxing. Three. I am relaxing. I am relaxing. Two. I am relaxing. I am relaxing. One. I am relaxing. Tim, I invite you to speak through Lenora. Let her voice be yours. Why are you here, Tim? What do you want in this place? Are you trapped here? How can I help you move on? Is there something you need from me? Is there something you need from town? From June? Lenora, wake up. I listened back to the last record. Useless. Tim's obviously messed with the phonographs, but he didn't speak. Nothing Harriet suggested has gotten me any closer to solving this. I knew this spiritualist stuff was bunk. Why do I even bother? It? I have one last swing to take. Tim's things. Objects he was familiar with in life. It's all I have left to go on. I sorted through a few of his boxes. Most of it's junk. Half-built contraptions. An old book of... Unused postcards, picked out items that seemed significant or at least things he used regularly, and tried to put them back where they would have been. For all the times I visited, I never exactly took note of where Tim kept his toothbrush. <sighs> I can only hope it's a bit like horseshoes. I even brought up his god awful whiskey from the cellar. <coughs> oh. Now what I I wait I guess see if Tim decides to give himself a shave or reread his Sherlock collection and that's somehow supposed to spur a conversation so I can ask him kindly to get the hell out of our lives asinine well every one of her methods has failed so far I'll give Harriet this these little experiments listening back to the recordings have made me realize something. There's a pattern to Tim's actions. A kind of repeating loop. Tim's appearances are not arbitrary, at least not always. There are plenty of, there's plenty of extraneous noise, so to speak, but there are constants. He always goes to bed with either June or more recently myself. He always plays a few notes on the piano. He always tries to open the damn sunroof. I'm not sure how any of this is significant. The fact that there's a routine at all is interesting. You don't expect a ghost to adhere to a schedule. If one of his possessions manages to wake him up, maybe I'll have him explain it to me. Waste of my time put out Tim's things, just like the damn spiritualist said. And what did it accomplish? It added a few more stops on his repeating tour of the house. Uh, It's October 22nd, 1926, Yada yada. The only thing the object seemed to do is add to Tim's loop. Now, he goes to bed, shaves, plays the piano, opens the sunroof, and moves his knight to G3 on his goddamn chessboard. There's no set time for this loop. But he does go through all of the actions again and again, so hooray, I've given him more to hang around for. Did my efforts wake him up? Did they help me connect with him somehow? Did they give him a hint that he is not goddamn welcome here? Of course not! Ah! here three days ago I didn't even believe in ghosts and now now I've got one who's refusing to leave (laughs) oh good his ears must have been burning here's Tim on one of his brand new stops can't forget to shave gotta look spiffy for your big day of shambling around the house hey dummy your shaving kit's not there I packed up your things. guess you're gonna have to live with a ghost (laughs) beard one of his tantrums again. Uh, his shaving kit. Where did I pack his shaving kit? Uh, uh, here. Here, it's here. Here it is. Here. stuck in some kind of loop. He's repeating the same actions over and over, reliving his prior experiences, playing out an imagined day that he never actually lived. It's premature to speculate. Then, we learned that introducing certain objects reveals more of the picture. His objects, I should add. They kind of open new avenues in his loop. Then, once a new avenue is opened, Tim will... React if it's closed off. Like the shaving kit. I took it away and he threw a hissy fit. We might finally be getting somewhere. If I can get him unstuck from this loop, get him him to the end of whatever this is, maybe that will let him move on. The thing is, I've put everything out. And he's interacted with some of his things, but not in a meaningful... Oh. It's just a matter of finding the right puzzle piece. I oh,